Dean, you boys okay? Yeah, we're fine, Bobby. Where the hell have you been? I've left three messages. Well, I was... Look, I got a possible lead on Lilith in Maine. But we're in a case in Reno. I texted you the address. So if you're done sitting on your ass... Another classic as our flashback bus continues. Agents. Guess who just got back today? Been wild out of stamina away. They've been fighting, but I can't be safe. And I still think what he did was crazy. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of a TV show called Supernatural, and we are in the middle of season 11. Chris, how are you today? We're on quarantine. How are how you, how you holding up, Chris? Self-isolation. Brother, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that quarantined. Not feeling the I quarantine? I still gotta go to work. <laughs> I still gotta go to work. Uh, but otherwise, healthy and fine. Jeremy, how are you? Healthy and fine, my man. Um, I've barely left the house in like five days. <laughs> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's getting a little weird. Getting a little, getting a little smelly. No, I'm just kidding. We're it gets, you know... You know, Jess and I don't go out a lot when when, when we're mm-hmm. together. We just mm-hmm. hang in, and I think I said this before. So, in in some ways, things haven't changed that much. But in a lot of other ways, it does feel kind of weird to not even just be able to like run to the store. You know, and you you can go to the store. Sure, but it's different now. Highly, then, when I <laughs> every time you go to the store, you're endangering yourself and all of the loved ones around you. That's the that's the yeah. thing. Like, right. It's right. a weird it's a weird version of the floor is lava that I cannot stand. It sucks so right. bad. Right. And then going into work, it's a ghost town. There's like three cars in this usually packed parking lot. It's strange, but hey, times we live in. Uh from us to from us, Chris and I, that to you out there as the listeners, we hope that you are also healthy safe uh and sound if we can help out in any way via podcast or just conversation please reach out to us don't go don't go stir crazy um you can you can jump on patreon dollar a month get you access to discord it also gets you access to all kinds of cool free stuff Uh, i guess it's not free if you're paying us but you know what i'm saying (laughs) patreon.com pay for it (laughs) slash monster of the week uh chris it's season 11. It's been Brother, pretty good. It's been pretty it's good. It's been pretty good. It's can been you, pretty good. Can you catch us up on what's been happening up till now? I'll do my best. Last time on Supernatural. I don't know at what point I started just writing about the last episode, but that's what we're doing now. Last time on Supernatural, though the boys got super into wrestling and actually fought a regular demon for once, Dean didn't take the opportunity to suplex a skeleton, and so the whole thing was a bust. Meanwhile, Crowley was tricked into leading Lucifer to the location of a Hand of God. But the sly former king of hell managed to escape, though unfortunately wasting the hand of God's power in the process. On the run from hell, it seems like Crowley only has one place left to turn. 
I was pretty sure that was going to matter in this episode. (laughs) And it does not. And it does not. (laughs) We are going to discuss Season 11, Episode 16, Safe House. Nobody is safe, nobody is house, Chris. I don't know if you know that line. Written by Robbie Thompson, directed by Stefan Plazinski. This aired on March 23rd, 2016, almost exactly four years ago. That's kind of weird, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's a little weird. Jim Beaver Returns. So you told me last episode. I I have to. This is the rules of the podcast. But I forgot. I completely forgot. (laughs) And I don't see the road so far or whatever because I'm Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And, and, the, and the road so far was just Dean and D, or excuse me, Bobby and Rufus. That was it. There was no Amara, course, no darkness, nothing. Just Bobby and Rufus. That was it. So this was a pleasant surprise. Like as soon as I saw him, I remembered you told me. But like that one brief second of like, oh hey, it's Bobby. <laughs> it was nice. G- Jim Beaver returns. A dangerous creature is accidentally released into an old house, attacking a mother and her child, leaving them both in a coma. Sam and Dean learn that Bobby and Rufus once tracked the same entity, so the Winchesters look to the past to come up with a plan for the future. No, that's not what it says. Look to the past to come up with a plan (laughs) to catch the monster before anyone dies. Um, I, I like this episode a lot. I, this is one of the few from this season that I, I remembered it just by looking at the at the kind of the description. I like mm-hmm. the fact that it jumps back and forth between Sam and Dean and Rufus and Bobby. It's really cute. It's well written. Um, not much of like import happens in this. Uh, we don't know. Not a lot of conversation about the darkness, about Amara, about Lucifer, about Castiel. That's uh, anything other than our usual, like, you got any leads? No, I don't have any leads. Okay, well, I guess we'll do this. <laughs> they do you- start every episode that I way. Mean- <laughs> It's a little ridiculous like they've been starting like the last three like this. But again, this is mid-season Supernatural. Like this right. is what we get. So um, we start out in... Gr- I, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I do like that they use the way that they use Rufus and Bobby. But I can't help but feel like this episode might have been a little spookier and a little bit more fun if they had just stuck with the Sam and Dean timeline. Not that I'm complaining about what we got. But going into it blind, I had a kind of perception. Because admittedly, these, this intro is, is classic ghost supernatural stuff right like 100 percent, yeah definitely i mean and yeah so like you said we start off in grand rapids michigan um we have uh the this this woman and she's working on her fixer upper house mm-hmm. and she's complaining to her partner that like the house that they bought it's gonna be way more of a fixer upper than she thought um she she peels some some wallpaper off and we see like some red lettering underneath it but before anything before we can really understand what's going on like her kid starts crying so she runs up her kid's name is Cat. Cat touches her footsteps and is scared that there's something in the house. Um, despite this being a major fixer upper, Cat's room looks dope. Like looks extreme. dope as hell, dude. Pink walls, like it has this like weird texture to it. Not like bright pink, like girly, but like also pink and girly. But like it's just really nice. Like everything is laid out. What is this room? What? what this is not a fixer upper. They said, you know, on, on the phone when she was talking to her wife on the phone, she said, you know, one room at a time. So I guess they started with the daughter's room. Makes Unfortunately, <laughs> it's got some classic ghost symptoms. Yes, it's cold, and also um, it smells like brownies. What's the other symptom? Uh, lights don't work. Lights. Flickering lights. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so the mom it leaves. Smells to, like brownies, <laughs> and it smells like brownies. The mom leaves to go get a glass of water. The door slams shut on Cat, who immediately hides under a bed. And then we hear footsteps. The door creaks open, but nobody is there. Then a hand snakes out and grabs Cat, and then we're into the main part of the episode. Ba ba ba. Um, good shit right, yeah so like this yeah, is classic this, this is classic supernatural i dig it classic ghost shit this is a classic season two formula right here and i'm into it mm-hmm. um and then we see sam and dean meeting up at a diner i don't know where the 
Brick Sam was. Uh, Dean had to eat breakfast. He had to eat his scrambled eggs by himself. Um, Sam comes in. Of course, he's got to let the audience know that he's got nothing new on Amara and Cass. Uh, it's been two weeks since the last episode, I guess. And Dean is super bummed out. But as, if one of them's bummed, the other one can't be. So Sam is like, yo, we got this interesting case. And he found out about this woman named, uh, I think her name was Naoki Himura. That's the mom from the cold open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they just gave her like a whole ass Japanese name and didn't even play around with that shit. Um, and and uh, you kind of breezed past this, but also she's in a lesbian relationship. She's married yeah. to a woman. And like... Yeah nothing is said about that there's no jokes made at their expense they don't die in this episode like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i will take any little scrap of representation that i can get from supernatural when i can get it so i just wanted to shout out like good job on doing like the bare fucking minimum good job letting it be like you know normal (laughs) thanks (laughs) um so okay so the the mom online is saying that the daughter was a was attacked by an entity um but you know that i mean she's just come out and said that but nobody really knows what really happened or whatever sam is like dude this is like classic ghost shit this is like a layup case for us bro <laughs> sam was like, like dean this. this is like a season two episode man let's get dude, into this it this is let's like get some after season it two shit, dude like well just i'll i'll check dad's diary you call bobby and then they both stopped and they got sad for uh, a sec and then they, they hit the road dude then dean fingered that hole in bobby's uh uh-huh. cap Go on. I mean, that's just what he does. He likes to finger <laughs> uh-huh. in that hole. You he seen sure it? Does. You seen it? You know what he uh-huh. does with that I, hole? He puts his finger. I in. Seen he fingers it. it. I you seen, seen it. it. You seen um, it. So okay. So they head to the um, hospital. The hospital where we briefly see um, the, the the wife of uh, Naoki in the background. Um, she's just. I'm pretty sure she's just there. Doesn't get to say anything. But nope. hey, they put her on screen. Yep. Good job, everybody. Um. um they get the rundown from the from the mom, or, or maybe out. they didn't. Actually, my next my next um, <laughs> my next line of my notes was her wife is away at the moment. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, she's uh, she comes back at the end of the episode for real though. So. <laughs> Guess that was um, just somebody else. Um, yeah, all right. So they're so, interviewing her at the hospital about her daughter. Um, nobody believes her. Not even even online, people are calling her crazy. And as we all know, everyone online is crazy. Um, she tells the, the boys about what her daughter experienced, which was basically the cold open, cold spots, flickering lights, you know, classic shit, classic shit. Uh, they decide to go visit the house on their way into the door. They are stopped by the, the nosy next door neighbor. Um, it says, you know, why did the FBI come keep coming back to this house? A handful of years ago, some really gruff old men came by and Sam and Dean both correctly guess that it is Bobby and Rufus. And that introduces us to the concept of this episode where we're pretty much going to be doing the same case in two different timelines, Bobby and Rufus being like in that pre season five kind of timeline. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sam and Dean doing it now. Um, and they're both going to go through a lot of the same steps. So we're going to flicker back and forth a lot. There's a lot of uh, cuts where you know rufus and bobby are entering the house and then there's a cut to sam and dean entering the house like coming through the door you know what i'm saying like they they do a lot of like clever cuts like that to make it seem like we're bouncing back and forth in the timeline it's really i I like it a lot like i don't really have any problem with this whatsoever it's fun to watch it's like they don't really bog you down in it um i was really concerned that this would be like a weird time travel thing but they really like nail exactly what i would want from that at the end Mm -hmm. of this episode Mm -hmm. so uh yeah this is good I think um, the Bobby Rufus stuff moves really fast and is mm-hmm. simply replacing scenes that Sam and Dean would be having, like identical scenes. So we're just getting just, you know, different flavor of the of the same hunt. Uh, but I think if they had spent a lot of time with 
Bobby and Rufus just doing everything, and then Sam and Dean, I don't like, kind of stumbling along, like reading the diary or whatever, like figuring stuff out. That would have been lame. But it's just one long regular hunt segmented into, I guess, parallel versions. Um, so even though I said it would have been fun to keep it with just Sam and Dean, I think it would have been scarier. I still really like the way that they pulled this off. Same, I do too. Um, so uh, we go back a handful of years ago where Bobby is sleeping in his car when Rufus pulls up and uh, basically scares the shit out of him. Bobby almost shoots him. Uh, Rufus has invited Bobby to work on this case together. Uh, Rufus, by the way, can't do any work because he insists that it is the Sabbath and it's against his religion. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighbor, the same neighbor that stopped Sam and Dean stops them and Rufus rudely tells her it's uh, official business, officially none of her damn business. Um, they go in got and, her, we, and got her and we switch to Sam and Dean who whip out the EMF and they find it all over the place. Chris, what is the EMF doing? Dude, I, let me tell you, brother, that EMF is going nuts. It's going nuts. Orbing like crazy was what I was this hoping place, you would say. Dude, but <laughs> This place is orbing like crazy. Uh, they decide after kind of a just not not a very thorough examination of this house or they would have found the symbol. That they, they don't have, have to like, be thorough because it's the EMF's going nuts. There's orbs they just, everywhere they look. They decide to look through Bobby's old journals and uh, Sam for Dean to look through Bobby's old journals and for Sam to uh, look through look at the history of the history house. of the house. Yeah. And uh, apologies in advance. Apparently someone is mowing my grass and that noise may be coming through the microphone. I don't hear it. So, listener, you better not hear it either. <laughs> uh, we go back to Rufus and Bobby, who were talking to the woman that uh, previously lived in this house, who had the exact same experience with her kid. Uh, her kid got scared. They thought it was just because it was a new house. They found a handprint on his leg. Uh, lights were flickering, cold spots. They give each other, Bobby and Rufus give each other a lot of meaningful looks as if, yeah, that's a fucking ghost, bro. That's a uh-huh, ghost. Uh-huh. That's a fucking ghost. She's like, ghost. what's up? What's up? Why are you guys doing that? Yeah, and they're like, never, don't worry. This is just how we. This is how we do it in the FBI. Yeah. Um, Quantico, so, Bobby yells out yeah. in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Virginia, Virginia, serial <laughs> um, killer. So back over with uh, Sam and Dean, they decide to get the same hotel room as Bobby and Rufus, and we just kind of switch back and forth um, between the timelines as they are reviewing this case, trying to figure out what's up with the house. There were two deaths in this house. One was accidental, a guy choked on a chicken bone, and the other one was a murder where a guy killed his wife. Would you say um, that he died choking his chicken? I'm, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable uh, answering that question at this time. Um, Would you say that you have <laughs> choked your chicken in the past? <laughs> I, um, um, I plead the fifth, and uh, next Chris, question. do you have a chicken? <laughs> next question, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, you, do you choke it? <laughs> uh, next question. Um, so... <laughs> Bobby, so they were they were following Bobby's journal throughout this, uh, trying to you know get some some details on the case. Unfortunately, he didn't write very much past this point, so they don't really know exactly what he what he did. Um, all we know, and then we're gonna learn it here, is that he <laughs> he wrote some like action packed version of his oh, last. Yeah, that's much later. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find that that out much much later, later, which which is really funny. Um, Here, though, all all we find out is that he was like, worked a case in Michigan with the asshole or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name was Harvey. Um, So, okay, uh, Sam suspects that, you know, something here seems a little bit too easy. Something doesn't feel right. Dean is like, mother fricker, you said this was a layup. (laughs) And Sam's like, yeah, dude, you were right. It's never easy for us. Um and they make and they do Dean, the, Dean wants to get back to searching for Cass. 
yeah, yeah. He, he needs to, he needs to get his BF back in, into his fishbowl. Um, and they do the thing where they're like, I wonder if Bobby and Rufus ever argued like this. And of course they flash over and they're having Bobby and Rufus are having this big argument mm-hmm. because Rufus insists that it's not a ghost, but it's a Baku, Baku. um, which is a, it's a Japanese spirit of some sort. They don't really describe what it is. I should have looked it up for dad's diary, but I didn't, um, because I was too distracted by the fact that Bobby confirms that he and Rufus hunted a Baku in Alaska. <laughs> they dope. left mainland America. <laughs> they went to Alaska. Um, I'm looking through the, the wiki. There's not much here. Like, this is the only episode out of like 400, 500 episodes that have mentioned a Baku. So That's Supernatural fails us again. Give us the Alaskan spinoff that we deserve. We've been um, asking for it for a long time. And I think it's time. Okay, a Baku is a supernatural being that uh, are said to devour dreams and nightmares. According to legend, they were created by the spare pieces that were left over when the gods finished creating all the other animals. So they ate your dreams and nightmares. Okay. So uh, Sam and Dean decide to dig up both bodies um, so that they can try to figure out, so they can try to salt and burn these bones thinking that it's ghost. They dig up one and find only ashes. Uh, Dean says, God, there's got to be a much easier way to dig up bodies. Yeah. Cut, like, you know, hard cut to uh, Bobby who has literally got a track hoe and is just digging it yeah. up with a machine. Um, he jumps off the track hoe, throws uh, Rufus a shovel, says it's time to work. Rufus says, oh, it's the Sabbath. He says, At not after sundown. Got him. Fucking got him, dude. Got him, dude. Got him, dude. Uh, um, I don't know what this weird Sabbath like plot line is. Like, I don't know why. Like, It's is this just like jokes. A- they just like to make a joke about the fact that he's Jewish, which is okay. it's a little weird. It but, is all right. Like it's it's played up as if he's pretending though. Like, oh, like I just don't want yeah. to do anything. anything. I, th- I think I think that Bobby likes to pretend that Rufus is kidding about it, but I don't think he is. Um, but Rufus keeps grilling Bobby about the fact that, like, when I found you, you were just passed out sleeping in your car. Um, and we kind of learn that at this point in the timeline for Bobby, he he's burning the midnight oil. He he's he's running on fumes because. They're trying to stop the apocalypse, and they just recently found out that Sam and Dean are caught up in it. Um, later on, he gets a call from Dean, um, you know, flashback Dean, whatever, that Dean had a lead on Lilith up in Maine. So I think that I'm assuming this puts us in season four, because yeah. in season three, we had Lilith, but we didn't have any apocalypse talk yet. So I'm assuming this is season four. Um, and, and yeah, like this, you know, I like this kind of heartfelt man. Fucking Jim Beaver just sells this stuff so well. He's such a good actor that when he looks at Rufus and is like, "I'm worried about my boys, Rufus." I'm like, "Oh God, me too. I'm also worried me, about me your too, boys, brother. Me oh too. Things have not worked out for them." <laughs> oh jeez. Um, Sam and Dean crack open the second coffin and find more ashes. I think that's because Bobby so, is like, thorough Bobby at what he's done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, around here is where where Rufus starts using the term "oldest rule of hunting." or first rule of hunting, uh, is you can't save everybody, there's always going to be sacrifices. So, essentially, you can't save everybody. First rule of hunting, you can't save everybody. Um, I think because this Bobby's is, so stressed um, about Sam and Dean. I think this is not very well developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not necessarily developed, maybe not very well. Like, this whole thing culminates at a, at a line that, that Rufus says at the end, where he, like, leaves Bobby behind to go finish the thing that he is supposed to do. Like, I don't understand. Like, he keeps saying, like, and then at the end, like he's like, actually, you know, don't worry about that oldest rule. Go out there and save your boys. But it just none of this like works. Like none of that yeah, little thing works at all for me. It's just supposed to, you know, pull the heartstrings a little bit, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Uh, back at the house, the mom gets got. Whoops. Uh, she's she's in the hospital the next day. 
uh, also in a coma, just like her daughter. And their their vitals are failing very rapidly. We find this out from uh, Dr. Richards, who is retired, but used to work and was there for the previous case and who describes the, the previous case as just like, oh, they had terrible they had this weird coma their vitals were wasting away and then they just got up and were fine we don't know what happened yeah, they they bring in this woman who seems very serious and i was like is this our guest star or something yeah. she just had like a, a bit of a presence to her um and like i don't know they didn't have to have a retired doctor like it's been seven years it's not like it was 40 years ago yeah it was <laughs> like, weird because like they explained it they were she was like oh i ha- still have friends that are in the hospital i'm like oh i'm sure yeah. you guys are all friends on facebook why are you posting about coma patients on facebook you fucking yeah, weirdos not supposed to do that man get a, get a private group already jesus yeah, um Sam and Dean go visit the the original victim of this, um, who still lives in town and who sacrificed her credit score in order to just move away from this cursed house that got her and her son, even though they came out of it okay. The only thing that she literally remembers that's useful is that when she woke up, one of the FBI guys were there and told her never to mess with the wallpaper in the sitting room. Yeah, it shows the, you know, the economic effect of ghost problems, right? You think that you're just going to get haunted. You're just going to have mental trauma perhaps Mm -mm. physical trauma nope no you're also gonna have financial trauma ghosts can fuck up your credit score be careful ghost ghost can fuck up your credit store your credit score which is not fixable like the three major companies Mm -hmm. will not hear i had a ghost problem when you send them a letter i've tried it i've tried it does not work multiple times Mm -hmm. and unless you're on the television show ghost hunters they're not interested they're not they don't care and even if you're on the television show ghost hunters they just want your autograph i've also pretended to be that guy they just wanted me to sign something i'm grant wilson from can't even spell that guy's name i thought it was ted williams (laughs) i don't know who the guys on ghost hunters are Ted williams not the same guy funny (laughs) that you would say it but not the same guy not the Uh, same guy so where are we where are these where are these knuckleheads at um they find the wallpaper that was disturbed right Mm-hmm. Um, they see the red symbol that was painted underneath. Um, they both, Sam and Dean, both vaguely recognize this seal that was painted on the wall. Um, but it was it's, broken while they were redecorating. It's fucking BOC, man. It's fucking Blue dude, Oyster Cult. Dude, back again, dude. They're back, back again. again. We haven't seen this in years. They're back. It's that stupid fucking squiggle question mark thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when, when the, you know, uh, the, the mom was redoing the wallpaper or whatever, she scraped mm-hmm. off a piece of the seal and that, you know, released the, uh, the soul eater again. Spoilers, it's a soul eater. <laughs> And this goes into a montage uh, of both Sam and Dean and Rufus and Bobby uh, just pouring over the lore to try to figure out what this thing is. Bobby does come up with the fact that it is a um, soul eater. Um, There's a really cool song that's playing here that I can't actually find because this wiki is fucking useless for anything that I actually need to know. Um, but I do, I do like this montage a lot. Like it's a lot of top down camera facing straight down over the table, you know, rotating clockwise counterclockwise as people drink and, and read lore and talk about the lore and all this stuff. Yeah. It's cool stuff. Um, so a soul eater is an undead creature that feeds on the souls that in this thing exists between worlds. It feeds on the souls of its victims. Um, it exists between worlds outside of time, outside of space it's a pretty high concept monster for supernatural. It really um, is. And essentially it moves into a house, which seems like pretty like low budget for a thing that exists outside <laughs> of time, but it moves into a house and then makes a nest. 
I, like um, a bird. I really like and the fact that this thing, like the the creature design on this, like makes it look like something out of a, a typo negative video as well. Mm-hmm. Is just really like hilarious to me. Like there's a lot of stuff going on with. And let's talk about Soul Eater as a name. Like, yeah. can can, yeah. A, can a can a Dark Souls boss be any more of a Dark Souls Seriously. boss if it's called fucking Soul, Soul Eater? Eater. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just, can you imagine going through anime fucking, called Soul Eater? <laughs> I'm sure there's probably like a thousand books called Soul Eater. There's there's a million OCs called. I'm just gonna Google oh, yeah. Soul Eater OCs and see what I can come oh, yeah, up with. Dude, I bet there's some dude. dope drawings. You're in, you're in for some shit right now. I bet. Oh yeah, my god! Is- <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. It's gonna be like Sonic OCs. They're just in it to win it, dude. Oh, uh, so many boobs! Wow, I did so, not expect. Uh, <laughs> boobs. Not, you know, hey, you gotta you gotta ex- expect that when you search for an OC. That's true. Um, That's true. People are horny, man. People are horny for soul eaters. So yeah, this thing from an industrial rock band's music video is just lurking. It has the power to transcend time and space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it but it moves into houses. And it moves into deaths. it moves into shitty houses in Michigan. Like it doesn't even so, like. Why not hit the Taj Mahal, my dog? Like get right, after dude. it. Get like even like a popular hotel that has a ton of people going in and out of it. Get the fucking house, Hilton, dude. Don't go to the not a house with three residents that you then have to just feed off of for fifty years because there's only three souls in there. But essentially, you- it creates a mirror dimension version of that house that it pulls the person's soul into, causing their body to just like shut down and go into a coma while it slowly drains their soul. It doesn't kill them right away, um, and they only die once their body officially shuts down. Can you imagine the Soul Eater group text when this Soul Eater is like, I took over a house in Michigan, and like the Soul Eater's brother is like, oh yeah, motherfucker, I'm at the Doubletree. What's up? Yeah. I got yeah, fucking 15 on, apartments. What's happening? We, we got work every day, bro. We, we well fed out here. Um, although, so, I don't know. You know, Sam lost his soul. Mm-hmm. But he didn't go into a coma. He became a dick. Yeah, but I mean, like, that was a totally different situation. No one ate his soul, right? Like, they just took yeah. it away from him. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, all these people could just be soulless instead of in a coma. We know souls are weird. Amara been eating them. Amara oh, been eating it souls a, all season. It was a plot line in this season. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Where, I didn't we think had about Glenn that. or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, he got his soul eaten, and Everybody. then he was like, "Well." I better fess up to these murders because I feel nothing. We've been eating souls for sixteen fucking episodes, and now we get a soul eater. A now capital we get a soul, soul eater, eater? What the out fuck? from nowhere. <laughs> and suddenly see. there are comas because of it. I was on board with the I, I was on board with the idea, but now they they done messed it up. We'll pretend that he takes some brain tissue too. Sure, yeah, let's do that. Um, Bobby uh investigates the lore figures out that they can't be killed but they can't be trapped and it it reminds him of a time that he worked with a guy named harvey the hunter um who called bobby in to help out on a case that he thought was a ghost but uh ended up not being a ghost but a soul eater so we switch back to sam and dean and dean is reading this from bobby's journal and it's guns blazing and going Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. we get a smash cut to rufus saying no 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 no. don't don't tell me how you normally tell it like tell it how it actually happened and bobby's like i almost shit my pants (laughs) i never knew bobby to be that kind of a storyteller he's always seemed like he was very a very sober man very straightforward with his storytelling not not taken with you know grandiose tales of fancy but I guess apparently that's the thing about Bobby that I didn't know. Season 11, Chris. We're inventing new shit about all of our old characters. Did you know that Ash plays Dungeons & Dragons? They just put that in there somewhere. Yeah, it's so great. But Dungeons & Dragons wasn't popular like it is now. Who cares? (laughs) 
Critical Role didn't exist then. I was so Ashes of Critical Role Patreon. Critical Role didn't exist, so nobody could possibly know what Dungeons and Dragons was because they invented it. Uh, I can't believe Jody subscribes to the Max Fun Network. It seems out of character Enough. for her. It seems so out of character for her, and all those little kids running around her house are so into Critical Role. It's weird. It's very strange. A lot of YouTube. The inventors of Dungeons house. and Dragons. Oh man. <clears throat> So, Gary Gygax? Who's that? Nobody. Who knows? Who knows Matt Mercer invented Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Bobby says he used this weird sigil uh, that was supposed to trap monsters, but never really worked for him. Um, but this time, as soon as he used it, the the ghost went away. The the mm-hmm. the, the danger in this house went away. Unfortunately, Harvey the Hunter, uh, R.I.P. to a real one, did not make it out. He he died. I was. Like we're gonna see a bunch of uh, what they call the sad people, which I guess are all the souls that are hanging out in the the soul eater's nest. I was really disappointed we didn't see Harvey the Hunter in there. Like there's just a bunch of like well dressed old people in there. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know how they got there, and I don't know why they look so fly and bummed out. <laughs> they all look really, really fly. Why do these ghosts so fly, Chris? I don't know, man. But they do look seriously bummed out, and I think it's because somebody's been. Uh, chomping on their souls why do these ghosts look like a supreme ad for a bunch of merchandise i can't buy because it's already sold out <laughs> why yeah why am i feeling flexed on by sold out pre-orders <laughs> uh fortunately sam and dean have additional resources uh and they can't really the first thing they can't figure out is that why when they trapped the the, the soul eater that the two souls went back to the two people um that Bobby and Rufus saved. The second thing is the men of letters actually figured out how to kill a soul eater. Mm-hmm. They have also. A... I just figured it out. I just figured mm-hmm. out how they saved those people. I'll, I'll let you know at the end of the episode. You didn't like. I mean, that was the whole point of the. <laughs> I didn't okay. really piece. I didn't really piece it together. I was just like, yeah. I mean, trapping it was enough to save them. I guess right. That's <laughs> the thing that everybody on this episode says until the end. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. so. They figured out, the window letters figured out that there's a different thing that you can draw in blood, uh, but one person has to draw it in the real world, and another person has to draw it in the nest world. So somebody has to go into the nest. We get a classic rock, paper, scissors thing, Mm -hmm. Chris. I don't know why they threw that fucking red herring at us a couple episodes ago where Dean won. It was weird, it was perverse, and I didn't like it. And so when they- Chris, it's season 11. Canon doesn't matter anymore, my man. So when they did it this time- I was like, oh, Dean won that last time, so he's going to win this time. And then they drop, they go back to the gag, and of course Dean lost. But I, I loved how gung-ho they were for this. They're yeah. like, oh, one of us has to go into like the fucking space between worlds real quick. All right, rock, paper, scissors, bro. Let's do this. Like They were just so, all right, immediately we're going to do this. No questions asked. There's let's like, just see what happens. There's also a moment at the end of the episode where they're like, all right, let's go home. And Sam's like, actually, we need to get down to Tennessee to take care of that other soul eater, like for Bobby. Like Bobby wouldn't yeah, let the, us. Yeah, the one and from I'm like, Harvey's case. You guys yeah. are about to go do this again? <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, hardcore. So hardcore, um, it's time to go into the nest. Uh, Rufus starts drawing his sigil. Sam starts drawing the new sigil. Uh, both Bobby and Dean hear noises. They're wandering around this house. It's very spooky and scary. They both have flashlights. We're cutting back and forth a lot. Dean says, come and get me, you son of a bitch. And Bobby says, stay away from me, you son of a bitch. And then they both get grabbed. And uh, Dean wakes up in what looks like the house, but quickly realizes there's a dead Sam on the floor, and it's not real. Yeah, he's able to kind of like blink past and push past the illusion, and then you know the, the illusion of dead Sam disappears. Um, in the flashback, Bobby wakes up in that same house and, you know, or in you know the same nest, rather, um, and he sees Sam and Dean dead. 
for a second, I didn't think he was going to be able to push past, past the illusion. I thought he was going to get all messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is able to get past it. He realizes it's an illusion. Um, and he sees the soul of the kid who he was currently trying to save. Um, Bobby tries to, you know, encourage him and, and figure out where this kid's mom is. Uh, and this kid says, like, oh, you mean the sad people? Like, those are the other people who were here, the sad people? Then um, we see some some creepy uh, some creepy drained out ghosts just lurking yeah, around. And just these fucking, guys seemed these were pretty dude, creepy to me because they were just the, standing there silent. They don't say anything. And they got the drip, man. They are all they up into drip, some supreme dude. and some kicks, dude. Come they on, the, look dude. at this. They're flying. They got, yeah, they were. One lady was in supreme. This other lady was in hypeland, which is like supreme, but for anime fans, man. I was like, yo, that drip is insane, dude. There's a kid over there that looks just like the guy in the cool kids video. A little bit of gold and a pager, just looking fucking fly. A little dude, bit of gold. That and pager, pager was, dude. He was popping on all of us with that pager. He kept Love checking it. it like he was getting beeps. He's not getting any beeps, dog. You can't get any beeps. You're not getting he's any in the beeps. Soul you're, dimension, dude. you're in the nest, dude. You can't get beeps. He was beeps checking it anyway because he's a busy, he's a busy man. He's a businessman. <laughs> he's a he's a fake businessman. He's a face. He was wearing a tracksuit. Can't get beeper. You can't get beeps in the nest, dude. What's he doing? And he what just kept. He kept looking at it going, 99 problems. <laughs> Bobby's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, back in the real world, Rufus uh, goes upstairs and finds Bobby and then like immediately is like, oldest rule dog, and like runs back to finish the thing, which I was like, I mean, you're not like abandoning Bobby. Like you guys divided the labor. Like, why did you stop painting the sigil is the okay. biggest question here. <laughs> why so did Rufus you- and Bobby didn't divide the labor. It was just supposed to be. All right, paint the sigil, and I'm going to, like, you know, stand guard. And then Bobby wandered off and then collapsed. Because Sam and Dean were the ones who were like, all right, one of us is going to go to the other side. So when Rufus finds Bobby, he's like, oh, shit. Why did you leave the sigil work? Paint the sigil. Get back to it. Um, So in the fake world, um, or no, no, in the... Uh, so okay, Rufus leaves Bobby there. Sam drags Dean from upstairs to the room that he's painting a sigil, um, and Mumber's like, Mumber's like, I'm getting too old for this. Like, okay, Sam, you're like, and you're eternally 35. Dial that down. Um, but then there's this cool shot of both Sam and Dean painting the the kill sigil on like opposite ends of the same wall. Like one is in the real world, one is the nest. I thought that was a cool shot. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, yeah, no, they do actually do a lot of very cool, fun stuff with these yeah. alternate dimensions and these two mm-hmm. timelines um they, they were having a good time with this for a second i wondered if jensen might have directed this episode just i knew and i only thought that because he did the uh previous bobby rufus episode mm-hmm. in season mm-hmm. six so that just that thought occurred to me but uh, you would have mentioned it so i'm guessing no <laughs> <laughs> um Bobby chases this kid and then all of a sudden can see all of these sad people around him where he couldn't before. And then um, the typo negative mascot rushes out and grabs him. And in the real world, Bobby wakes up and starts attacking Rufus. Yeah, and basically he's possessed t- by the, the soul eater, which, if I'm not mistaken, has a deep southern accent. I mean, like they they do a, like a weird like reverb effect, which kind of makes everybody mm. sound like they have a deep southern accent. Maybe that's like, maybe it was reverb, and I was watching yeah. it on my iPad, and it didn't come through strong enough. Yeah, because it just sounded like he was like, "Listen to me, son. You just <laughs> need to you just need to give up and give in to the fear, son. I need you to come to the nest, Rufus. Come on down to the nest. Just come on down to the come nest, there, the boy. Nest. Don't you want to come to a soul eater party? They, you know, I know how a soul eater party is. A soul eater party don't stop, Rufus. Come on. 
on, brother. We got wine coolers. We got whiskey. We got something that Jim Bob made that's just red. We like red. It's just red, brother, and we don't even know what it is. It's red, and it gets you drunk. It's a Soul Eater style. You know what I'm saying? Come down. And then Rufus shot Bobby in the chest. <laughs> Luckily, with with a salt shotgun uh, and yeah. not a real shotgun. Um, and then it's time for a fight, because the, the, the thing also takes over Dean, and we get a bunch of fights between Dean and Sam and Rufus and Bobby. Uh, the only they they don't dwell on it, thank God, because uh, the Soul Eater possessing Dean is like, oh, it's safe in here. Like you can you can hide from the darkness in here, Sammy. Uh, your brother he wants to go to Amara. He needs to go to Amara. <laughs> come in here, brother. To come to it's it. safe in here in the nest, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we're both channeling old gods of Appalachia right now. That's exactly yeah, the voice that yeah. we're both trying to do. Uh, and um, eventually. Sam is able to uh, knock Dean out by uh, chair method, which is karate. Oh yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. He uses. He, he decides. He neglects. Look, he fucking dude. He was inspired by last week, and he was like, "You won't do it. I will." And he suplexes Dean into when, the kitchen table. When your body is a living weapon, you can't always just unleash it. Sometimes you just have to use a chair and knock your brother out. Right. That's right. That's right. Because imagine if he'd used his fist. If there oh, hadn't been no, that, that kind no. of that that matter in between his fist, uh, um, yeah, God, <laughs> deemed to be dead or a broken jaw at the very least. So, um, at this point, uh, both Rufus uh, and Sam finish the sigils. Uh, when Rufus finishes, it, Bobby wakes up. Um, he's still in the nest, um, and then he wakes up for real. Uh, yeah, they're both. They both wake up back in the nest. Mm-hmm. Um, all the lifeless people are now leaving. Dean finishes the sigil on his side. Sam um, finishes the sigil. And when oh, Sam, Sam finishes, yeah. yeah so and Sam finishes his sigil, which traps them, ejects the soul eater from Dean. They both wake up on the other side and then Dean can finish his sigil, but they don't ever show that. I don't actually remember. Well, the thing, the thing that happens is Dean wakes up and he starts seeing all of the sad people, all of these trap souls dissipate because this is the first time like they trapped him four or five years ago they trapped the soul eater four or five years ago this is actually going to kill it that's what we saw when it was ejected from St. dean's body is it dissipating and getting killed um so all of these trapped souls start uh, as presumably going to whatever is happening in heaven right now who knows <laughs> let's not even get into god. it oh, um, god. but dean like walks over and as he walks over he looks up and on the stairwell he sees bobby and bobby looks down and sees him so there's this moment of like again we're outside of time and space so there's this moment of both of these people in displaced times being there at the same time and that is the reason why the souls went back into those two living bodies like presumably all those other souls their bodies had died previously right like they nobody got there in time but mm-hmm. when dean and sam were able to kill this thing at the same time that bobby was in the nest and those that bodies had not died yet it released them back to the world it's it's like slightly higher concept sci-fi or horror than supernatural mm-hmm. usually goes for and uh i absolutely love it and it's a a really cool gotcha almost like a really fun twilight zone type of little moment right there at the end where you realize oh shit when they went to the nest it was the same time same space like it all exists at the same time whatever um and so there's that fun gotcha moment and then there's the very very quick surprising poignant glance exchanged between bobby and dean realizing or maybe questioning are we seeing each other or am i seeing an illusion um 
but there, yeah, there's just that brief, and I didn't get teary eyed, but there was that almost that part of my it, brain it, that, like, dude, kind of almost you. went there. It gets yeah. you, like, whenever, just man, that Dean Bob, and Bobby Bob, seeing each other again, you know, <laughs> and like this is the first time they've seen each other in a long time. Like, if you remember, Sam was the one that went into heaven and destroyed Bobby's heaven mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam and Castiel, like, Dean has not seen Bobby in a long time, and he is a father figure to him. So, like, this is cute, kind of a big deal to both Dean and Bobby. I feel like. Um, and it's and it's cool. Um, it's it, it's and it's just a neat thing. Like I like I don't really care. The show has done time travel. We've sidestepped time paradoxes and all that. That's great. I'm happy for it. Whatever. Like this is such a cool little like pocket thing that's just mm-hmm. interesting. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be explained. I don't really care. Like I just like the fact that like over this distance they were able to see each other in this weird thing. Um, and when they wake up, like both Dean and Bobby are like kind of unwilling to talk about this. Like Dean tells Sam that he saw Sam's dead body. Bobby tells Rufus that he saw Sam and Dean's dead body because they were his boys. They were showing, getting shown the worst thing, Mm -hmm. but neither of them are able to tell. Like, I think I saw somebody like, I think I understand this. And like, you know, Sam kind of brushes this off and Rufus is like, whatever it was a Baku. Let's just get the fuck out of here. Like it's, I don't know, man. It's just really satisfying for some reason. Like, I really, I really like the ending of this. Yeah, because it was this, it was this heavy hitting moment for Bobby and Dean, and it's like Dean doesn't want to just like say it out loud and brush it off like it's nothing, and you know, it's 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 this heavy thing. Um, I also really like the line where where Dean's talking about what he saw, um, where he tells Sam like, "Oh, well, I saw." you lying dead on the floor and whatever and sam is like what does it say about our lives that i'm comforted by the fact that you saw a vision of me dead (laughs) which is pretty messed up but at the same time it's like well yeah that means like your brother loves you he's still worried about you like you guys are on the same page you didn't see anything fucking nuts you know you know, you weren't becoming uh, Amara's you know love love boy or whatever i was gonna say love child that's different um but yeah, it, it was it's it's a surprisingly comforting thing that Dean saw Sam dead because that's something he fears because they're hilarious. they're back on the same page. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, so to wrap up this episode, uh, Sam calls Cat uh, and her mom, uh, and the mom is reunited with her wife, and they're all safe. And they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna sell that house. Don't worry about it." Um, Bobby leaves the house and is like sitting down in his car to fill out his journal when Dean calls and he's like, where you been? If you quit napping and come help us out, we got to lead on blah, 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 blah. Like he just yells at Bobby a whole lot. And uh, Bobby says, idiots and then drives off uh, to some Almond brothers. And then Sam and Dean leave the house and uh, they're kind of casually talking about how all this stuff works and it's space and time. And they're like, Oh, we need to go down to Tennessee. The nosy neighbor gives both Bobby and Sam and Dean the stink eye as they leave. Um, and that's really it. Dean drives off to uh, the Almond Brothers, the same song that Bobby was listening to, and that's the end of the episode. There we go. There we go. I liked that episode. That is too good fun. Um, wish they had played that whole Almond Brothers song. I guess they couldn't afford the whole thing. Like I like that song a lot. <laughs> you only get like thirty seconds. Yeah, they did. Like they did exactly what you need to, before you have to pay somebody to use it. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, yeah. And probably like a one and a half seconds short of that. So if there was ever a lawsuit, they could they could do the thing. Um, yeah, it's it's in the free Warner Brothers catalog up to a certain point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is like a really solid episode. Like it's not doesn't not a lot of metal plot nonsense. You know. 
when I don't know that this would work as like an intro to Supernatural, uh, but I feel like this would might be like a good second episode. Like if you just wanted to try to hook somebody on the show, like I think like the bouncing back and forth, like this show is a pretty, it's it's well written, it's 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 deft on the cinematography. It's really, really good about switching from the two plot lines. Like it shows a, it shows an aptitude for a season eleven show that I think would get somebody to be like, wait, this is season eleven? Like this isn't like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I could. Okay. So they're still good. And uh, like maybe like a first five episodes. I don't know why people try to introduce people to random episodes in a season, but that's a conversation that I see happening all the right. time. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I like this episode a lot, Chris. Yeah, me too. Um. I I was watching it in spurts, like I told you, because I you know was was working on stuff as I was I was going through it, um, and then I paused it and I was like, I actually want to sit and watch this whole episode, so I just waited till everything else was done, and then I finally could watch the last twenty five minutes or whatever. Um, it was really enjoyable. It had that great classic feel. The monster was you know a little different, a little interesting, um, and we got to see Bobby and Rufus again, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, you know, Soul Eater, Chris. Soul how, Eater, bro. How hard am I here for Soul Eater? I'm all Dude, fucking Soul here. Eater OCs coming at you. Oh my god, coming at you with the big titties, just like you like them. Um, thank you everybody for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you to the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week for donating some of their hard-earned money to support this podcast. If you wanted to join that, there's all kinds of bennies that you can get for doing so, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to the people leaving reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts and various other places. Thank you for the people commenting on social media. We've had a bunch of that, including Chris, hot What's off up? the Instagram presses. Are you ready? Woo, I'm ready. Oh, my phone just like disappeared this, and I don't know why. Um, this is Philip. Shout out. Philip, who has previously sent us um, Castielfish fan art that I had not oh, seen yeah. before. <laughs> uh, Philip. I hope, it, I hope your name is Philip. That's what it says in your thing. Philip says that he is going to do wrestling Dean skeleton art. Hell yeah. So, Philip, we're holding you to that. Once you hear this, you are legally required. Legal, legally legal required. Now. It's like using the handshake emoji in a text. You were legally required <laughs> and bound to do a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, um, if Play you want to know safe, more about folks. that, thinkingface.cool. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with me vamping because I forgot to queue up the thing that I always the next episode at the end of the episode. Chris, are you ready? I'm ready, brother. It's a werewolf attack! Hey! We love you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Goodbye. Absolutely blew up the mic just now. <laughs> yeah. Logic just hit me like a, 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 a thumb pointing down emoji. Like, I think I think there was an earthquake. You okay? Are you okay? What's oh, happening man. over there? Dude, like a minute ago, I um, I had like a little tiny hangnail and I was kind of like pulling it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to clip the shit off when I finish recording. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what happened in my body that I just yanked it out and like the entire side of my nail came off. And there's so much blood. I hate, and it's cool. I I, I got do, napkins. So I good. hate when I fucking do that. I do that constantly. Mm-hmm. I get those weird little hangnails, and I don't just go cut them. I like fuck with them a long time, and then mm-hmm. like I pull it, and my fucking finger starts bleeding, and then like it's sore, uh-huh. and I can't play video games as well as I normally do. Uh-huh. Like it's just, oh, dude, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And <laughs> just now, so while you're like 
you were reading whatever, and I'm like getting the blood off my finger, and then I move my arm to try and get a better position for the um for the napkin without knocking over the beer can that's sitting there. And I just elbowed my bookcase super hard. I'm like th- this jagged edge of wood, and I didn't I didn't break the skin, but it's like holy shit, what is happening to me? <laughs> You're falling apart, Chris. I'm falling apart. I had two beers, and I'm out of control. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Is Jess coming over? I think Jess is coming over. She's right. all paranoid about not being able to travel. I'm like, you're going from one house to another house. So that's it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, does she have... Autumn and I talked about this. I don't think it's going to get to the situation where like cops are pulling people over. Um, but if they do, uh, we're going to both keep a copy of like some prescriptions in our car. And be like, oh, mm-hmm. my, my elderly father-in-law needs this prescription and I am headed to the whatever to go get it for yep. him. Um, yep. So yeah. Heck. Life well, hack, am, Chris. Life hacks. Um, she said that people are, they're stopping people coming in from New York to yeah. Rhode Island and like checking them and like getting their information or whatever. Um, but not Rhode Island to Boston, obviously. So many people in Rhode Island work in Boston, so I don't think that they could really stop them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it gets to that, that's going to suck, but it won't be forever. And it is what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Do you see that the governor of, of Mississippi was just like, nah, if, you've, uh, if you're like a local city and you said that, you know, issued a stay-at-home order, uh, I'm overriding that. Everybody get back to work. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, dude, Republicans want people to die they, so bad. They want people to die so incredibly bad. It's so fucking weird. I've never... It's, do you remember, like, when all of the Obamacare bullshit was happening and they were like, death panels, they're gonna... Mm-hmm, Obama's gonna mm-hmm. choose if your grandma lives or dies, and now, like, Fox News is like, maybe your grandma wants to die for my portfolio. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's dude, ask her. It's, it's <laughs> nuts. I don't understand. Apparently, apparently um, us poor folk are getting money. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't know who gets it, but uh, I'm still working. So, but I'll take extra money. That's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish they would do a rent freeze. I wish they would do mortgage freezes and things like that. Uh But yeah, we'll see. People suck. I want you to uh, look at your phone at that text message I just sent you and realize how much I just butchered my Google uh, search history for this podcast. (laughs) How to make a soul eater? Okay. Soul Eater OC, Soul Eater fan fiction. Brother, you're in trouble now. Searches related to your history. How to make a Soul Eater. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. I So if I just Google Soul Eater OC, am I going to see some shit? It's not bad. I, I kind of exaggerated it a little bit. Probably because it's an anime. Yeah, I think that's what it was for the most part. But it was really like crudely drawn stuff. Like it wasn't even like deviant art quality. I was really surprised. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. This is children. This is, this is children's making art, but there's still boobies. You gotta have them anime titties. Yo. What is happening, my guy? Oh, you know me, just uploading some fanfic. Uploading some um, nudes to Twitter.com. <laughs> I don't know why that just came out of my head. When I'm not uploading fanfic to AO3.com, I am uploading nudes to Twitter.com. And then um, being reported for violating Twitter's terms of service. No, no, man. They, they left my nudes at Twitter HQ. Why do, I, my, why do mine keep getting reported? I don't know. Maybe, like, what kind of nudes are you sending? Is it fettuccine? Is it... Uh, not quality far for nudes, apparently. Or, what, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of nudes, Chris? 
unqualified, unattractive nudes. Oh, no, that's so, not true. Sorry that's for that true. pregnant pause there. <laughs> it's not true, Chris. You're a very attractive nude guy, I'm sure. I don't no, know. No, I, I, just, I just shaved my face. Oh, I thought you were about to say that you saved something else. <laughs> I, sh- <yeah. clears throat> I shaved and bleached and... Um, you know, Jess is being, I think, very genuinely nice. I think she actually does like my shaved face, mm-hmm. but she's only seen me on FaceTime since I've shaved it. Um, so I can get a good angle, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I tilt the camera up a little bit so that when she's seeing my face, as I'm lying down watching YouTube videos, she's, uh, she's getting the good angle, you know? But how many, every other how many was, times have you dropped that, that, that tilted up phone directly onto your face? It, I, my, uh, my sister a few weeks ago got me a baby Yoda pop socket. Um, so I just link my fingers right into that sucker and that phone's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I look, I, I, you know, People say horse girl a lot. There's that new Netflix show, Horse Girl. Um, I feel like, and it means like a girl who likes horses. Uh, I'm sure you're aware. Um, I feel like just the term horse girl applies to me because of the way that I look. I look like a, a half human female and a half um, horse. Okay, you know that horse girls aren't actual girls that are part horses, right? Like, it's just girls who own horses or girls that, like, Yes, like no, I know, horses. I know, but, yeah, what, but okay. that term is how I'm now referring to myself because of... For different reasons than the, than the Because of my means. physical appearance, I yeah. feel like I look like I'm half girl and half horse. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of one of my favorite rap songs. Uh, girl Horse by Horse Girl? No, uh... What is it? It's uh, I can only remember the chorus. It's half alligator, half shark, half man. Half shark, half alligator, half man. Doctor Octagon. That's, no, I I feel like I just explained I'm half girl, half horse. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty exciting if you're half shark, half alligator though. That's a little cooler, yeah. Um, so Jeremy. Yes. The question. Oh God, I punched my bookshelf. Um, that wasn't the question. The question is, what's up? Uh, just uploading some fanfic. We have 14 pieces oh, of right. fanfic on a- AO3 right now. So, what? Yeah. Have you been fanficing behind my back? No, no, no. These are all of are these the, the... Are these the Patreon fanfics? These, these are the Patreon fanfics. Okay. Yes. All right. Those are certified. I sign off on all of those. So if you, uh, if listeners out there go to uh, AO3 and search for MOTW as a user, you will come to our page. Uh, I've, I've uploaded 14. Only one of them is public. And I found the very first one. Um, which is not very long. It was just the dumbest joke ever, but I, I really, really like it. Um, so yeah, you, everybody should go check that out because every month I, I write Chris a dumb piece of fan fiction in our Patreon fund exchange, and he loves it. I guess I don't. I I've do never really it. asked him. I do love it. I'm a big. I'm a big fan. Um, I I sent you. I think the third John Winchester fanfic that I wrote mm-hmm, and then read mm-hmm. on the podcast, but I don't have the first two because I I wrote over them. Each time I, I did a new one. Wow. I only had the last one I did. What if kind anyone of fucking modern artist is this shit? Did you paint over yeah. every single one of your paintings to create a new masterpiece, Chris? That's right. That's right. Because I was writing them. I wrote down like the date and like the location for each of them. Um, and oh, hell yeah, brother. Um, and I didn't, I didn't uh, make, I don't know. I don't know. Everything was just weird back then. But also check this out. Oh, times Woo! two. Seems like we're going to be in, in double trouble today, Chris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That was a big fat beer crack too. I went all in. I yeah, just it was my good. Finger open. My my full index finger went all the way into the beer, fully submerged to the knuckle. Hey, we've got. Uh, I don't want to warn you, Chris, but eight people have read my two sentence fanfic, and three people gave it kudos. I don't know what kudos Damn. are, but what about but, the other five? I guess they just said fuck off. This is a dumb thing. Why is it in my tag? Oh, <laughs> it was this podcast. I hate it. You're blocked. I don't is, know what they did. Yeah. I think. I think that. We've been very fortunate with the uh, reception that seemingly our listeners have given to us. Like those who are heavily into the uh, supernatural fandom, who also listen to Monster of the Week, have been nothing but nice to us from mm-hmm. day one. Absolutely. Uh, even when they correct us and I get mad, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really mad. Um, but they've been nothing but good to us, and I just feel like we don't deserve it. No, not at all. Yeah, we're we're generally. <laughs> We're generally dismissive from the about the fandom, like and just you know, because we're we don't really. Both of us had relatively negative experiences with it. Number one, yeah. Uh, number like the, two, like the cosplayers who told me I could never cosplay Sam Winchester. <laughs> I was like, I was just, I was just, I'm just uh, smoking a cig and drinking a beer with you right now, making small talk because we're the only three people out here. You don't got to talk shit. Let a boy dream. Do you, uh, Chris, this is the fourth time you've told this story on the podcast. I know. Are you okay, buddy? Is everything okay? Do you talk? You know, I start getting, I start getting into my cups and I start coming out about these stories again. Every time you drink a beer, Chris is, Chris just gets super angry about something in his past. That taste of Miller High Life. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh, I didn't tell you that beer that I cracked was a Sapporo because I went back to the liquor store and I bought four cases of it. Nice. Four cases. They restocked. So, so I restocked. So a case being a 12-pack or a case being 24? No, it's worse than you think. It's only four. Oh, that's right. Sapporo has the weird four-packs. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're the 16-ounce ones, so, I mean, it's like getting I'm, six beers. I'm doing, um, I'm doing some 3090 uh, from a, a local brewery called Abita. 3090, I guess, is a latitude and longitude, which I don't know what that goes to. Probably I be- nothing. I bet it's where the brewery is. I mean, yeah, but like, but have you ever seen <laughs> latitude and longitude? Like, there's no uh-uh. way it could be just thirty ninety. Like, those things are like they eighteen round digits up long. Or down. Is that what yeah. it is? Let me see. <laughs> I don't let me, know. I'm just gonna Google lat thirty long ninety and see what that hits me. Dude, don't type in long ninety. You're gonna find things you don't want to <laughs> see. We've gone over this. Don't Google long ninety. Uh, how do I do this? I don't know how to use this website. It's why are you asking me for money? <laughs> Stop it, bro. I'm telling you. Instructions to determine your latitude and longitude. Step one: practice first. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, practice makes perfect, bro. Oh Lord, don't uh, hate. Don't hate. I think this is for. Oh, here we go. Thirty ninety. Where is this? No, dude. This is this is. I don't. But this isn't a weird. I don't know where the fuck this is. Bhutan. What the fuck is this? No, this is in China. Dude, what is this? Is this a conspiracy? <laughs> is this a really bad joke and really terrible to listen to? Is, is this, this an funny? ARG? <laughs> is this an ARG? I've been asking us that since season one. Have you ever? And I know that it was funny because you felt threatened enough to have to edit out all my jokes. It's true. I did. I, I did edit out a lot of your jokes. <laughs> you didn't a lot know of time. me yet. <laughs> Did, uh, have you ever done an ARG? Did you ever get like really involved in like the B thing from Halo or whatever? No, but um, I feel like I've watched every YouTube video explaining them at this point. But no, sure. I've never gotten involved in an ARG, which you asking the question makes me wonder, have you? No, not at all. I, I think that all oh. that stuff is just dumb as hell. I mean, mm-hmm. let, me, let me rephrase. 
I think a lot of that stuff is really interesting. I think the developers are like kind of just like exercising their puzzle muscles or whatever. Like they're having a good time with it. It doesn't hurt anybody, hopefully. Um, but I just think like the the raw need for extra tidbits of information to go through all of this stuff, like it leads to a kind of conspiracy theory nut mentality mm-hmm. that I really, really mm-hmm. dislike. Like it's well, there's also there's also the ARGs that are like, I have six girls locked in my basement, and if you can figure out where the body of the seventh one is, I'll tell you where the other ones. It's like, whoa, dude, are you? Jo- <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not, but I feel like the pressure's really on for us to solve this. <laughs> And then you and then you know Reddit figures it out or whatever, and at the end they're like, we don't know if it was real. But I think that's I think that that's my whole problem is Reddit because like, do you remember the uh, Boston Marathon? Of course you remember the Boston Marathon bombing. I do. Yes, I was and, there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Of course you remember. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember nine eleven, Chris? Bro. <laughs> Vader. Well, you not- guys had that too. All right, yeah, we had a nine eleven too. It's crazy, dude. What? But do you remember all the redditors like uh, getting on on there and being like and trying to like sleuth oh, their yeah. way to the yeah. thing? One and, of like, this because- dude I was friends with on Facebook was doing that shit, posting pictures of the wrong people. You need someone shot, and I feel like that's what ARGs are. ARGs are just mm-hmm. people trying to figure out the, the shit they're not supposed to figure out, even though you're yeah. actually supposed to figure it out. So I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. Man, we got some we got some weird vibes going on right now, and I, hey, I'm not opposed to these vibes, but okay. I think it all has to do. Uh, with the lighting in this room right now, it's never been like this before. I've got peak sunset lighting in this room right now. Excuse me, it's, I was burping because I've I've drank a beer uh, <laughs> already. It's been like four minutes. Up, Chris. kiddos! I, <laughs> I'm bring, indigestion. <laughs> did you bring the whole case in here with you, Chris? Are we gonna go all no, out? I have two. I got two. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got two on lock right now too. The local balance notes, baby. I know we have a weird energy. I just, I don't, do we just talk about video games or Supernatural now? I don't know what the fuck to talk about anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. Things I, are I, weird. I just, things are strange. Things are super strange. I invited some people in the Discord over to my, um, my Animal Crossing Island last night. Oh. Um, it was, uh, it was Roxy who gave me a katana. Fucking shout outs. Shout big. outs to Roxy. Um, Eric, who sent me a, a spear with like a banner on it. I don't know if it was a spear. I interpreted it that way. Thank you, Eric, for that. And Kyle, who um, his internet disconnected, but he was there for a little while. <laughs> nice. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> At least you showed up. Um, we, had, so, we, had, um, we were having fun. So I didn't, I don't, I don't get an invite or for anything or. Bro, you don't even got Animal Crossing. How do you know? You didn't invite me. How do you know? Because everyone would be posting about it. It's true. I would be, I would be posting about it probably. It seems You'd like an, a delightful game. Yeah. I tried to see if Autumn would be into it, so I, I turned on a stream. Um, and I don't think that that game particularly streams well, like because it's mm-mm. it's something like it's. And I don't know anything about Animal Crossing besides you know general internet osmosis, but it seems like something you just kind of sit down, you relax into for a couple of hours, and like that's it. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna come back yeah. tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Um. So like, if you show somebody a stream, it doesn't 
And like the best thing I could say was like, it's kind of like Stardew Valley. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't really like playing Stardew Valley. I just liked watching you play Stardew Valley. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. So I don't think she's going to pick it up, which means I'm probably not going to pick it up. Yeah, um, it's I, f- I find that Animal Crossing is the type of game that the shorter uh, amount that or whatever, if you only the less amount of time you spend playing it per day, the longer lifespan you'll have with the game. Because if you go in there and like, if I get really into a JRPG or something, I'm going to play like three hours a night when I can. Like, I'm going to put in the time after work. Um, but with a game like Animal Crossing, which plenty of people put in a ton of time, and I've already put in multiple hours, you know, especially working from home and stuff. But if I'm playing three hours a night of Animal Crossing every night, then in like two weeks, I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm done. Like, there's nothing else for me to do. And there's always going to be seasonal events and new stuff coming up for you to actively take part in because the game is based on a real life calendar. Um, but if, yeah, for my, for my preference, I find if I come in and I do a little bit, you know, I do the the usual daily stuff. I'm going to go pick my fruits, talk to my buddies, catch some fish, you know, do that stuff. Um, but I'll find like one kind of unique thing to do each time I play. Uh, last night I just spent it, uh, creating like custom, uh, clothes to wear. Uh, the night before I was like building out a garden for myself and stuff like that. I just do one thing a night and that's it. And then I log off and then the next day I'm excited to get back on and keep playing. Granted, it's only been a week since the game came out, so I don't know how long the tail on this thing's going to be. But I have found with the previous Animal Crossing games that I've played, I would play for a couple weeks and then completely never touch it again. Um, so this one, I'm hoping to give it a little bit uh, of length on that tail, especially since we're all going to be, um, you know, social distancing for months, extended future. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing is we don't have to go outside in the summertime anymore. Woo! That's right. That's right. I I ain't sweating for nobody. Can I um can I talk about my maybe last kind of opinions and thoughts about Hollow Knight since I'm, mm-hmm, I'm pretty much mm-hmm. done with it? Um, so since I last talked to you about it, uh, I've pretty much done everything in the game that I am physically able to do. So the game has 112% completion. I'm at 105%. Uh, there's one kind of like wave-based combat arena left to do, and I I spent a couple of hours trying to do that and did not get any farther in it like the first time i did it i got to what i thought was going to be the end it wasn't but i got it was pretty close um and i've never gotten that far since um i've been trying i tried different builds i went online i looked for strats i asked friends it just i just can't do it um there's also like a like a super hard version of a boss already beat that i need to kill that i just oh, i tried that a couple of times and i was like no this is not working and then um there's also a secret end boss and i guess i should say the hollow's night been out has been out for a while um but like if you're super fucked up about spoilers for hollow night or whatever like i guess skip ahead 10 minutes so like i'm not going to talk any, about anything like plot but i'm going to like mm-hmm. talk about end game mechanics and stuff um there's four endings five endings to this game chris okay the first one you just do the thing the game tells you to do. You go, you kill the boss, and then surprise! Like, like it's 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 like the it's like one of the endings of Dark Souls One, where it's just like, oh, okay, now I'm that guy. Um, you can do some other stuff, and you can get a thing, and then you can fight the real end boss. Ooh, um, you which can do Dracula's reverse castle. It's uh, and Chris, like, there's this moment where. I don't even know if I want to tell tell you this, but it's so fucking cool. I think I have to. Uh, so like, you get the the the, the fake final boss down, and then uh, you can go into his dreams with your fucking dream nail or or whatever. Ooh. Once you're in there, you jump up to these platforms, and then um, it says like challenge, yes or no, 
And it's all of a sudden like this huge, beautiful vista with the sun setting in the background. And you hit yes to the challenge and your character, because this is a 2D game, faces the sun and like throws out his sword to like pointing to the ground, like let's fucking go. And then the sun turns into a boss and the boss is radiance and it is fucking dope as hell. Uh, And I can't beat it. I I tried for a couple hours today. Cannot beat radiance. It's not, I can't do it. Um, There's another ending besides that, that if you've done some other stuff, it kind of changes things. But then they added God home. God home, Chris. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's a series of boss rushes. I think there's like three or four of them, with like anywhere from five to fifteen bosses that you have to beat on a row in one life. Okay. okay. Um, some of the most of them are bosses from the main game. Some of them are some new boxes mixed in. Um, this whole thing culminates in what they call the the pantheon of the night. I think it's what it's called, uh, where you fight through every single boss in the game. <clears throat> every single one. All right. All right. With, with no checkpoints. <laughs> so if you die, you're back to boss number one, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, once you get through all of that, then you get to, I think it's ultimate radiance or absolute radiance or whatever. They say it's a, a harder version of the boss that I can't fight now. Um, Jesus. Our good friend, Nick, who is known for his crazy challenge runs, um, mm-hmm. like doing Sekiro without leveling up or Dark yeah, Souls Soul level one stuff. He's known for being a hardcore gamer. Uh, he, he told me he was not able to complete this. He tried it several God, times. He damn. said it was like 45 minutes to an hour each attempt. Um, <sighs> and then he would just die and then you have to start all over from the first boss again. Uh, but the ending for that, because I looked it up on YouTube, is so fucking cool that I, I like I, I had that <laughs> I had the thing, Chris. I was like, maybe maybe I can do it. <laughs> maybe I can get this done. And no, I cannot. I cannot get this done. I didn't even try. I didn't even fucking bother because who wants to bother with any of that? It's, it's so. not worth it because you'll end up hating it. But uh, all of that aside, um, that's like you know I think probably seven percent of the content in that game or whatever. So like the other hundred and five percent in there is is fucking great and made specifically for me. It feels like it the I kind of dismissed it as not a souls like earlier because like the combat doesn't match, but it's very much in the style of the storytelling of Dark Souls one. Like it gives mm-hmm. like, and it has like you know really impactful characters and plot lines and things that you totally miss, areas that you can totally miss, and like it's just it's just huge and expansive and amazing. And like I am. I'm buying vinyl. I'm listening to the soundtrack on fucking Spotify. I'm watching. I watched an hour long Lord video the other day. Um, You're in it, man. I'm in it. I'm in it, dude. And yeah, I can't. I watched the trailer for the sequel, uh, or I guess it could be a prequel if, based on things that happen. Um, called Silk Song, where you play as a different person from this game. You play as a character called Hornet, and uh, that looks fucking dope. But it's like the character has like way more crazy abilities and things so I'm, I'm sure it's going to be balls hard i just hope like i can still play the game normally <laughs> so yeah yeah i would say i would say you know be hyped for for this next game mm-hmm. but and don't and don't burn yourself out on this first one um you told me that you, you specifically told me like hey don't try all this hard shit you're going to end up hating the game and you were very close to right like today was uh-huh. the day where i was like mm, i'm getting really or frustrated you yeah, or you take five days off like I did with Sekiro, where it triggered my depression. Yes. But then I, I took a few days off, and when I finally came back to it, I felt so different about the entire game, and I went off, and I wandered around, and I just did stuff in the game for fun. I went back, and I beat that final boss You know, a couple nights later. It was no mm-hmm. big deal. And then I went and I fought uh, Demon of Hatred, and 
um, I found out that you could cheat, and I just cheated. And yes. I cheated not only the game, but myself. That has been I patched out, grow. by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm so now I'm kind of like glad that I did it. Like, I feel like that's more of an achievement to me than beating the boss. Because fighting that boss for me, you know, I'm not, I play a lot of video games, but I'm not very hardcore about stuff about challenge. So um, if I had just bashed my head against it until I beat it, that would have been whatever. And it, the, the memory would be colored by frustration, probably. But like figuring out how to do the, the cheese. Uh, you know, hopping up on that thing and then jumping over the ledge and the demon kills itself or whatever it does. Um, and then the, just the 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 joy of ex- of exploring that outside area, that out of bounds area, like knowing I'm not supposed to be there and like mm-hmm. looking at like half loaded textures and then stuff that was loaded underneath buildings that you were never supposed to see. I actually found that that was like a really great reward <laughs> after <laughs> everything I'd done in Sekiro. <laughs> so I was really pleased with the way that that all turned out. And then I started New Game Plus, was, you know, breezing through it a little bit. Then I watched you stream, like, New Game Plus 4, fighting Genichiro, <laughs> and you beat this this boss. is like, what, the third, fourth major boss in the game, um, for those who don't know. And he, he's, he's a huge wall for most players. All my friends pretty much quit at Genichiro. Uh, he took me several nights to beat. He's, he's really tough. And I watched Jeremy on this stream. And it took it took him like like 15, 20 seconds to, to take this dude down <laughs> on new game plus four, which means that, yes, you know, he the player his his player is stronger, but the enemies are all at least what four times harder than they were before. Like it's like it gets exponentially more and more difficult every time you start a new game. And Jeremy just absolutely like just demolishing <laughs> this this. It was it was embarrassing for me just as a person just to have to sit there like he didn't even know that I was there watching it. But I but like to get flexed on. In that way, I had to like I had to perform an act of contrition after it was, it was to, messed up. You uninstalled Twitch from your mind. You haven't been back to yeah. Twitch yet. <laughs> I wrote a letter to Genichiro and I was like, "I'm sorry, he did you like that, Jenny, bro." I'm sorry, Jenny, come back, <laughs> Jenny. Why do you take your clothes <laughs> NG, off in the NG middle of a plus fight? Four. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, he did you like that, my boy, <laughs> Jenny. What is wrong with you? Oh man, what a good game Sekiro, Sekiro is. I watched. Yeah. Um, my, my bud open mic eagle streamed it the other day um he sent out a link to his patreon people and um, i jumped in and i was like hey man what's up and he was like oh hey jeremy where do i go next and like we just started talking like we were old buds and i'm like you're a famous rapper why do i know you this is so weird yeah yeah, yeah. come on my supernatural podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't sure, know why. Uh, please do. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he would absolutely laugh at the fact that I called him a famous rapper. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not yeah. famous." But the dude had a TV yeah. show on Comedy Central. Like, what the fuck? Famous? Yeah, that ain't that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. I know other people who like him, mm-hmm. and that's saying something. <laughs> that is something. Based on the music that I listen to, that is that is saying something. Based on the yeah yeah, <laughs> based on the music that I listen to, which is a totally different world. The fact that there's crossover. You know that means something. That's I don't know. Big. I don't know that we've ever talked about that on the podcast, but you and I, um, like, we both seem to have similar taste in music to a certain extent. Like, we both find that mm-hmm. the same songs bop or the same songs slap. Uh, but we we listen to a lot of different genre stuff. Like, you're more mm-hmm. focused on mm-hmm. things that make you cry, and I'm more focused on like hip hop. Sure. <laughs> you're, you're focused on like things you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, focused on yeah, rap, hey, bright eyes. <laughs> Bright Eyes just released a new song, mm-hmm. and because uh, uh, Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes created music solo for you know the last ten years or so, but Bright Eyes hasn't put an out an album in forever. So they got you got the game back together. Their Instagram was posting old photos from old tours. It's a beautiful time, and they put out a new song the other day. 
I listened to it once and I was like, all right, that's pretty good. It's got bagpipes in it. That's pretty wild. And then I listened to it like 35 times in a row yesterday. Damn. So, um, I'm, I'm living that life, dude. I'm back on my emo grind. I stay this way, dude. So is it a happy song? No, not at all. Okay, but okay, I mean, okay. I thought you were. Not like, I thought you were saying like Bright Eyes just released a record and it was super positive and great, and everybody's like dancing around in the streets about did. it. <laughs> he released a solo record in like 2008. I think I was a senior in high school, and um, I was really depressed back then. So, which isn't funny, I guess. But everybody was like, "Oh shit, Connor Obers just put out like a kind of a, a positive, chill." album let's just get chris to be obsessed with it and it'll cheer him up and you know what it worked it did it worked they also tried to get me into ska though and that did not work uh fuck ska fuck ska that's why I, that's why i've got this chip on my shoulder about ska ska is weird and bad i don't like it i take that back ska is fine i'm into it Ska's fine this i've i've tricked myself unfortunately a few times and then i'm like oh no i actually do like this song and it's ska i've been to like three ska concerts i think i saw the scatolites well, that's all the time we have tonight folks did you remember. seriously just say that live on air jeremy did you know, seriously sorry, just I'm sorry. we gotta cut this let's go to supernatural well, for us let's get jeremy. out of here <laughs> let's get out of here cut it out cut it out cut it out cut it out oh dear we're 25 minutes in let's do the fucking podcast yeah